because I always saw myself as this really strong and independent woman and you know I'm unstoppable and I go for my dreams and I create my dream life and I'm so intentional so I think actually the first thing and that's something I've definitely learned in 2020 is you have to that you might not be like that all the time you might not be that inner winner at all times it's not a mistake that I made. It's just a huge lesson. In life, you're not defined by the times that are easy. What truly makes you who you are is how you deal with the challenges that life throws at you with all of the stress, frustration, and toil that entails. Everybody has a story and everyone has had to overcome something. In this podcast, we dive into the inner experience and how to rise above as a winner. I share my personal reflections as a woman, a mom, a business owner, and I have guests on who share their stories on having to overcome incredible things to be the inner winners they are today. Welcome to the Inner Winner Show. I'm so excited to introduce to everyone this amazing girl, Laura Langheinrich, who is a 22-year-old content creator, entrepreneur, and German small-town girl abroad. In 2016, Laura left behind Germany to study abroad in Scotland, and since then, she has been sharing her life abroad on her social media channels, amassing 10K subscribers on YouTube and one8 thousand members in her online community, Girls Study Abroad. Having recently graduated from university, Lara travels the world working from her laptop as a content creator, life coach, and freelance video editor. Through sharing her journey abroad online, Lara wants to empower women all around the world to step outside their comfort zones and go abroad. And Lara is somebody I met while I myself was studying abroad in Scotland as well. And she was such an inspiration. At such a young age, she, she was so clear and she is so clear on her abilities, what she wants. And she was such an inspiration to me. And to be honest, like she was the one who first, um, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on to my show here. And I'm so excited to dive into your journey and your message to women around the world introduced the idea to start a podcast to me, which now was several years ago. But Laura, mm-hmm. you're the reason why I am here recording this because you were like, oh, girl, you should start a podcast because you had yours. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for that sweet introduction. That was so nice of you. And yes, uh, I remember. I remember when we were in Starbucks together. I remember the exact photo we took as well together. And I'm so glad that you started the podcast and that I get to be here today. I'm very excited. Yes. Even the when we went to that other cafe, what's it called again? Ooh, in Aberdeen. And we did that photo shoot. And I'm still using the images you took. Uh, food story. Yes, your profile picture. I just see. <laughs> yeah. So, Lara, I really am so curious to know more about your journey of entrepreneurship and kind of let's start with with asking the question like have you did you always know that you wanted to be this content creator entrepreneur 
or how did that dream and vision for yourself come about? Yeah, well, it's really, yeah. Well, so I started watching YouTube videos quite early on when I was like 12, 13. I remember I was one of the like first people because I come from a small town in Germany, right? So back then, not a lot of people even knew of the like beauty community on YouTube. So that was like the early days of like YouTube. And that's when I started watching the videos. And I don't know, I always wanted to do YouTube. So that was always something I wanted to do. Um, but because I was so afraid of, you know, my friends at school and family judging me, because as I said here, in the German small town, no one really knew about YouTube and that it was like an actual valid thing and not just embarrassing, basically. Um, so I never actually started YouTube until my first year of uni. Um, and that also kind of just like content creation got me into more thinking like an entrepreneur and um, because I also started blogging and stuff like that. Um, but at that point still, I wanted to work in like a big international marketing firm or like big international advertising company. And yeah, like that was also a big reason why I, well, it wasn't a big reason for it, but it was one of the reasons why I wanted to go abroad because I always knew that I wanted to work in like an international big marketing firm. So like an uh, English degree or like an international degree would make me stand out a lot more when applying for jobs. And yeah, and how it just happened was that like, it's actually a really fun story because one of the YouTubers I used to follow, she started her own social media management and um, business. And that's the first time I heard of being a social media manager. Cause like, I was like, what? That's like an actual job now. I feel like, so that was like four years ago. Like now I feel like being a social media manager is like most people know what it is. Whereas like four years ago, even it wasn't so common. Like I've never heard of it. So yeah. And then I stumbled across this like online membership, which was like become a social media manager, work from home. And that was in the summer between like my first and second year of uni. So I was at home anyway and here there are like no real like internship opportunities and like PR media marketing it's like not really existing here so I was like well I can do this online membership to like boost my CV and to you know maybe get some income and that's kind of how I was going into entrepreneurship just like quite randomly um, and then I actually had to register my business because my first client wanted me to register my business, which now I'm like, that, that was a bit weird. That first client was a bit weird. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I registered my business. And from there on, I, you know, I always continued doing YouTube. That was always like what I did. Um, but then I started, you know, shifting also in my business to like coaching, consulting. Now I do a lot of like freelance stuff. So I just tried out things. And when I didn't like something, I just did the next thing. But YouTube and content creation and documenting my journey and that growth was always like a big part of it. It's kind of a big story. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it's just like, I wish people would realize the freedom of entrepreneurship you know, because sometimes it's almost like people think of it as this other kind of specific way of doing things, but really it's, it's up to you what you want to do. And it's, it's part of it is this aspect of play, like what you're saying, like trying different things out and seeing what works and what doesn't and what you feel passionate about and what you're not and just trying, you know, and um, a lot of people, they, they're, stuck thinking that life has to be a very rigid 
way of being and you know getting that job nine to five and sticking to it or maybe just you know so in that sense you're such a breath of fresh air because you're really showcasing that another way is possible and you know just trying different things and figuring things out along the way and that's amazing yeah for sure like it's uh, but to be fair like I still get all the time into the mindset of like oh I haven't found my one my one thing I haven't found my niche I feel like everyone around me knows exactly what they're doing they're all like this one you know a niche statement and I help blah 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 and I'm just like well I do like 10 million different things and I feel like I don't have it figured out and that was me like along the whole way like I always thought oh my god I have to like have it figured out by now and I have to be further along and I like I'm such a big overthinker like generally <laughs> but also my business so I kind of got out of constantly thinking about things like now um I just I kind of trained myself to just do the thing because I know that just thinking about it, like I will not know. And like, I, you just cannot know whether you like something or not if you don't do it. Like just thinking about it and talking to other people about it, just, yeah, it just doesn't do it. Like I, in, a, in the beginning, when I like followed like life coaches and business coaches, like I thought, wow, like one-on-one coaching, like that would probably be like super cool. Um, and I thought I would really like it. But then when I started doing like one-on-one coaching, even with pro bono clients, when I did my life coaching certification, I was like, hmm, I don't know if the one-on-one format is for me, but I could only know that by trying um, and not by just thinking about it or, you know, looking at other people and they like it. So thinking I do too. Um, but yeah, I think it's a journey for sure. And I, I don't feel like I have it figured out at all. <laughs> Right, right. And that's just part of entrepreneurship again. And also you're so young, like you, you know, it's, <laughs> you have a seven year, uh, almost, well, six year age difference. And I feel like you are so mature and also so clear on what you want to do. You say that you, you know, that you're not sure sometimes and you feel like other people are, are way ahead. And I don't think that's true. I think you have so many things like the, the most important pieces of life you have figured out because mindset, uh, I think is such a huge part of what you teach and what you're about yeah. from what, what I'm seeing. And, uh, and, and I mean, what's more important than that? Nothing. Like if you can't master mindset, then you're not going to be able to do the things you want in life. So tell me a little bit about your, your project. So we can speak about mindset and how that relates to what you're doing with your life coaching, but then also with your girls study abroad and just the community that you serve. Yeah, uh, for sure. Well, mindset um, is something I got into also through like following like mindset coaches and business coaches. And I first started mindset work with big vision journaling. So I remember when I was like getting started with my business or I was really getting a taste of what it's like to like work from my laptop. And like, I realized, well, maybe I don't want to take a job after uni. Maybe I really want to, you know, be location independent and travel and have my own business. But because by then I was sitting alone in my like really not so great apartment in gray Aberdeen <laughs> I was like well it seems very far away how am I gonna get 
the drive, the motivation right now to be building something for a future that is still a little bit away. So that is how I got into like big vision journaling. So I remember like quite consistently for like a long time, I would get up every morning quite early and I would sit down first thing and do an hour of mindset journaling. And it usually involved just me writing out, well, if I could do anything with my life, what would I do? Or if I had $50 million in my bank account right now, how would my life look like? What would I be doing? And just, you know, getting really clear on like my big vision and what I want. And that's kind of how I got into mindset work. And then also a big part of it actually was when I was struggling. It was also through that or well, around the time, actually, I was struggling a lot with like emotional eating and like my weight and body image and stuff. So I also joined a membership um, or well, I joined like different programs that were really around mindset work for weight loss. So I did manage to overcome my emotional eating, lose weight and just make peace with food also through mindset work. And those kinds of two things together, like I realized, well, with mindset, I am building this business. I'm like creating my vision. And I started like actually seeing results as well right like I started you know getting clients and you know growing channel all of those things because I was so focused on the big vision and that the results in you know wow I can like change my mindset change the way I think about food and then actually act accordingly but wow like you can use mindset work and journaling and all those tools for like literally anything and what I do now is because my niche or what I talk about a lot is like going abroad and studying abroad that's like kind of the it's you know how like in business you say you have to sell people what they want but then give them what they need so basically what I'm doing in my videos in my membership with my ebook is like yes I'm selling the whole like go abroad this is how to this is the step-by-step process you know this is how to figure out where to go and this is how to get potential blah 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 but then in my programs what I actually talk about is a lot of mindset because I don't like giving people like I, I'm not like um like a consultant or like someone who exactly tells people oh yeah well you should go there or you should apply for this scholarship like that's not at all what my zone of genius is what I help people do is figure out their own answers and become like really confident in their ability to figure out the answers. Because I mean, you will know that from experience that like you can be all prepared when you go abroad and there are still going to be challenges over challenges over challenges. So what I really help my members do is build up confidence and just know that even if go, if something goes wrong, they have all of those tools of journaling, visualization, the community, and all of those things to like help them and support them. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, like what I do, like how I combine the mindset into my projects, which are quite like, I don't sell mindset, but I sell go abroad. But then like what they actually get is a lot of the mindset because that is the way to, you know, reach your goals and actually, you know, go abroad or start a business. As you said, like mindset always comes first. So yeah, that's kind of how I do it. <laughs> Yeah, and I re- I really think that's genius uh, because, like you say, um, you want to give your clients what they want, but then you're actually 
giving them what they need as well. And it's like you've really focused onto this very specific group of people where you yourself have the experience of what it's like studying abroad. And yes, there are a lot of challenges. I mean, when you when you go abroad, you are definitely stepping out of your comfort zone, literally. Um, you you come into unfamiliar territory. You don't know what to expect. Maybe on paper, you know, you know what the university looks like. You 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 know, but once you're there, it's a completely different experience. And for a lot of people, uh, it's the first time moving away from home and the challenges that that gives, uh, being independent, and and the list goes on. So for sure, I can see that mindset would be such a valuable tool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into knowing that this was going to be the people that you were going to serve? Did it come from your own experience of maybe the challenges that you uh, went through studying abroad? Or how did you figure out that the, this was going to be your way of serving people? Yeah, that's such a good question because I think that's something a lot of people who start like, especially like a personal brand or like coaching, like something that is like not a product-based business, for example, it's like, well, how do I know like who really is my like target audience and all of those things? So that's such a good question. And for me to be honest, because so when I started my YouTube, because everything I have to say, everything started with YouTube, everything. And this still like YouTube now is like my main driver to build my audience and to create everything that I have in my business. YouTube is kind of like my hub. And I didn't start with a study abroad channel or like a going abroad channel. Like I just started, like my first few videos were quite random. There were like vlogs and even like I used to do like even makeup stuff and, you know, like a lot of different sort of content but I realized that what got the most traction was study abroad content and people ask me like on like in the comments of my videos all the time about like study abroad stuff also in my real life people ask me a lot about studying abroad and going abroad so it just all kind of came from what people were coming to me for and yeah that's actually a good good question everyone can ask themselves is like well, like, what, what do people come to me for? You know, like, for example, my, my partner, who's like, super techie. So like, everyone asks him all the time, Oh, my God, can you fix my printer? Can you like, look for laptop for me or uh, stuff like that. So we all have like things that people come to us for. And I think that's a very good indication of, you know, what we can do and who we can serve. But yeah, specifically for me talking to girls going abroad, of course, that came from my own story and I remember the the reason why I started my my Facebook group was because I was looking to post into Facebook group for girls studying abroad or for you know yeah for just girls studying abroad like that was because I'm like well I'm a girl studying abroad so there must be other girls studying abroad and I realized there's like no such Facebook group and at that time I was so into Facebook groups so I was like that is like what? <laughs> so I started my own Facebook group just out of the need for, for my own, um, something that I always say, like what I create, like my membership, my YouTube videos, my, my ebook, it's like for the 17, 18 year old version of me who back then didn't have a free Facebook community where she could go into and ask all of her questions, where she didn't have a membership where she can get like group coaching and just 
challenges with like other girls who are in the same position where you can share your struggles. So I always think about like, well, the younger version of me, um, what would she need? So yeah, I mean, obviously if you want to build like a personal brand, then your own story and kind of serving the younger version of yourself is like almost the easiest. And it's the, it's very, very powerful too, because your story is like the only really unique thing about you. Like your skills, everyone can copy or your work experience or, you know, even a business idea, people can copy that easy or it might already exist. What people can never copy is your personality in combination with your story. So that's kind of what I now really, really kind of in my, in my marketing, I guess I do it very subconsciously as well that I always talk about like my story um, but I do it more intentionally now as well that I do mention in every single video. Hi, I'm Laura. I'm a German small town girl. I just graduated from four years of studying abroad, blah, blah, blah. How did I even get there now? I don't know. I totally went on a tangent here. But, and yeah. So how do you figure out who to serve is see if, if you want to build a personal brand, well, serve your younger self. Like you are always a few steps ahead of other people. Um, just because of your growth and, and development. So I think, you know, a good starting point is to serve the younger version of you and serve people who aren't yet where you are. Yes, yes, that is, that is so true um, because you know yourself and what you've had to go through better than anyone. And so that is always going to be your strength you're always going to have something to say on that topic and you're always going to have exactly. valuable right so wow that was that was amazing what you had to share just there well you know <laughs> this this podcast here is called inner winner and what i'm really seeking to do is to empower the millennial woman to to really focus on mindset and to when you're at that low point in life, which happens to all of us, you know, it can happen on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, just getting to that low point where you have to pick yourself back up. Um, and it's so important, I believe, to then have the tools and strategies to know what to do next to get to the higher version of yourself, mm -hmm. to pick yourself up, to be able to, to, um, to get the momentum in life again, right? So I want to ask you, what practices and strategies do you do today to set yourself up to be that inner winner when you go through a low point? Oh, that's such a good question. And first of all, I just wanted to say that like what you're sharing on this podcast is like now more needed than ever. So I'm really glad that you started the podcast and that you're like sharing this message because, oh my God, we all need it. Um, and it's such a relevant question. And I also just wanted to say um, that I don't want to give off the impression ever that like I'm not struggling because like I'm not even kidding. I almost like I cry almost every single day and I have done that since like March. And I am definitely like it took me a long time to even accept that because I always saw myself as this really strong and independent woman and you know I'm unstoppable and I go for my dreams and I create my dream life and I'm so intentional so I think actually the first thing and that's something I've definitely learned in 2020 is you have to 
that you might not be like that all the time. You might not be that inner winner at all times. And um, like, I think that's, that's one of the, not a big, it's not a mistake that I made. It's just a huge lesson because in the first lockdown, um, I had so much resistance inside of me. Like I was like, this cannot be the state of the world. This cannot be happening. And, and whenever I got upset, because so in the first lockdown, just for, for listeners, I was in Scotland um, away from my family. So I didn't, this year, I didn't see my family for like seven months because they're, they live in Germany. I was in Scotland um, and I stayed in Scotland as well during lockdown because my partner was there and I didn't want to, you know, spend time or like not be in the same country as him anymore and all of that. So I stayed in Scotland um, also because I still had my flat there and all of those things. But I it was going through such a hard time. But the mistake I made was that I didn't accept it. I was like, oh my God, like I need to do more journaling now. I need to do more yoga now. I need to visualize and, and go on walks and do all of those things, which those things are incredible. Like those are my tools, but they didn't work because I didn't first and foremost accept that I was feeling sad. And then I started, I mean, listeners can probably really relate to this. I started getting into this downward spiral where I got sad, but then I got upset with myself for getting sad because I was like, well, other people have it much worse. Like I'm right now abroad with my partner. I'm like in this beautiful apartment and I can work online. Like my business is like doing so well. My course mates are not even getting jobs and I'm like making money for my laptop. How lucky am I? I shouldn't be struggling, blah, blah, blah. Like all of that stuff. Um, I've been actually working through now and I highly recommend if any one of you is using Headspace, there is a course in there. It's called Acceptance. I'm actually on the day 10 today. And so far it has been like such an incredible experience. And like, I really learned and I'm doing that now. It's like, if I feel sad, I don't fight it anymore. And that actually makes it go away a lot faster than if I would kind of like push it away because you just sometimes can't push away. Like maybe little problems. Yes, we don't have to get upset over like everything. And, you know, that's where really mindset work as well comes in in order, you know, to change your beliefs and, you know, kind of um, help you as much as possible. But when you're really struggling, kind of just feeling it, letting it just be there and just not resist. Like I, I constantly, like, if I can tell that like, yes, like it's for me, it's mostly in the evenings that I'm like really struggling and like, just like, oh my God, the world and what is my life? And oh my God, I'm like, like this is not my dream life what am I doing and blah 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 and now instead of fighting it I'm like okay I can tell that there's resistance coming up okay okay and then I'm like cool and I cry and then it's okay again you know so yes that's that was like long story but <laughs> it's like my first piece of advice as a strategy that I have now is to not fight it so like just let it out and realize that it's totally okay to struggle. And what comes with that is the importance of sharing that with other people. Like, I honestly do not know what I would do without my best friends, without my partner, without my family. I don't know. Like, I feel so sorry for people who don't have a supportive tribe, who don't feel safe enough to share their struggles with people around them, because sharing your struggles and then realizing that you're not the only one, which you aren't. Like I can promise you every single person right now is struggling. Um, it makes it so much better. So 
that would be my second tip is to share like tell people and also don't feel like you're a burden like it is well on that on that point I actually have to say you can communicate it in the way where you can say how you're feeling and um, but then of course you also can't complain about the same thing for like a month and not change anything about it like that's where then again the mindset comes in it's like okay we have accepted it we're not resisting it we're sharing it and now what can we do about it you know and that's where really the tools the tools come in that you asked about so favorite tools well right now I really enjoy meditation um so I do like a 10 minute meditation every day I do it like around lunchtime usually or in the morning sometimes it does depend and um, that really helps me and Would you like to explore how meditation can improve your life, but struggle to find a resource that's simple, doesn't take much of your time, and where you can learn about meditation in a practical, understandable way? Then you need to try the Winter Meditation Masterclass. Through the 3MC technique taught in the masterclass, you will learn an effective and dependable life-enhancing shortcut that incorporates three powerful tools, mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting to produce measurable outcomes in enhancing your life. While completing this 21-day masterclass myself, I found that I was able to quiet my otherwise racing mind, gain clarity, and release stress, which is huge for a business owner and a mom of a two-year-old like myself. By practicing this technique that takes only 15 minutes, your mind and heart will be moving in harmony, accessing the highest levels of consciousness during your day. You will be more loving, compassionate, empathetic, connected, and non-reactive to the stress around you as you once were. You will also be very focused, more mindful, and working on an optimal, productive level. It is a practice that drastically reduces stress, revitalizes, and supports the healing process of your body. It is a blueprint that restores your connection within you and around you and realigns your heart and mind with your ideals and goals. And right now, guys, you can get a 40% discount for Christmas and New Year's. Isn't that amazing? Just click the link in the show notes or go to wintermeditation.com. I would say journaling. Journaling is just a very big, very, very big part of, of life. And um, I haven't done it in a while. And it was actually really interesting because I was talking last week, I was talking with my friend. She's, um, she's a, a coach as well. And I was telling her, I'm like, oh my God, I think I lost my big vision and I don't know what I want anymore. And she's like, well, have you journaled about it? Or are you journaling right now? And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, no wonder that you don't know. So it's like, <laughs> We often think we have to be at a certain point or be a certain way to start journaling, for example, or start any practice, but it's like through journaling stuff will stuff will come up. And my favorite, favorite, favorite prompts right now, because the biggest thing I'm struggling with is uncertainty and feeling like I cannot make decisions because I don't know what's gonna come and I don't know what's gonna change. So my prompt right now is, um, always make the right decisions I um, am always certain and I know exactly what's the next step now how do I feel how like what do I do and what do I believe 
So it's like kind of figuring out, okay, where, like what kind of mindset you want to be in and then being in that state and your journal and then thinking about, okay, now that this is my reality, what do I do about it? How does my life change? And um, so, yeah, I think those are like the three tips I would have. It's like first learning to accept and to like release resistance, sharing it with people, you know, and then finding um, ways that support that. So ways to accept and to release resistance through meditation. Um, and then the journaling is more about actually finding action steps to do on a daily basis to then, you know, also actually live that um, acceptance and um, that creating inner certainty rather than looking for the external certainty. So important. And it's funny how many guests that have come on here who have mentioned journaling. Journaling just keeps on coming up again and again. And I think, like you say, it's, it's the reason why it's such a great tool is because you create that inner certainty because you actually go into yourself and, and um, take the time to think about what you want, but also um, kind of un just untangle what it is you're feeling, what it is you're going through, what experiences both external and internal that are happening to you right now. And I think that is one of the biggest lessons of 2020, the fact that struggle is part of life and there are some beautiful lessons that can come out of struggle. Um, it doesn't mean that it's easy, but there have been a lot of important lessons that have come out of this year wouldn't you agree yes yes I mean like even in the past two weeks I feel like I'm a totally different person <laughs> like I don't know I like on the one hand but but to be fair that also comes a lot of self-awareness because I feel like may, maybe a lot of us are like well it's like 2020 just seems like one big day and everything is the same and it's so monotone and what am I even doing but then through those practices, journaling, for example, you like, and as you said, really reflecting about what's happening in the inside and the outside, that's when you actually realize how much you've grown. And oh my God, I like, I literally feel like I've grown in the past like nine months as much as I would have grown otherwise in like three years or something. Like it's crazy. Yes, exactly. And it's like, even though every day is much more monotone now than it was previously, I feel like the inner experience is so much more of a roller coaster. So it's like you get so much out of each day if you really take the time to look at what you're going through. And it doesn't mean that it's always positive, you know, because you definitely go through those low points even in a day. Um, to like you say one of the yes. <laughs> really key <laughs> so points many. that that you mentioned that I think is so so important especially in 2020 is to come into peace with what you're feeling and to realize definitely one sentence that that I come back to again and again I don't know where I first heard it but that and um, emotions are energy in motion. So you, you need to just let the, the emotions pass through you uh, because otherwise they get stuck. Um, because just like what you're sharing, you know, that you cry a lot. I cry a lot too. And there's this stigma in our society that you have to be strong, you have to be tough, you have to put the mask on and just 
kind of go do it and be independent and be the hustler. And I think now in 2020, we're realizing that we're human and going through hard times, um, you know, whether somebody is going through a harder time or not, um, everybody goes through something and it's, it's not okay to judge it. We need to, you know, accept the fact that we all go through stuff and it's part of life and it's part of learning and growing. Um, beautiful thing at the end of the day. So answer, there was so many <laughs> great gems in there. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I talked for for a while and I was like, oh my God, there's so much to say. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're wrapping up here um, because, yeah, thank you so much. You shared so much value already Um, to 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 lock down and your business. And maybe this is going to be a long answer again, and that's fine. (laughs) But just has the Corona times uh, affected your your business like have there been changes there i know that you your main community is the study abroad girls study abroad group uh you're no longer a student at university and so there have been changes there as well and now with corona like what are some of the changes that you are going through as a business in these times is that something that's such a good question um because that's also something like i'm i'm always thinking about it's like well I can only talk about studying abroad for so long after I graduated and why I think personal branding is so powerful is because like, um, sure, like people come to me for the study abroad advice, but because my channel is not called Girls Study Abroad and it's like the study abroad channel, but it's like my journey of going abroad and of building my business, I'm like slowly transitioning my videos, not even intentionally, simply by documenting what I'm actually doing into more, you know, digital nomad and organically transitioning more into, you know, running a remote business. And now I'm getting a yoga teacher training. So I'm going to talk a lot about that stuff. So um, if anyone is, no matter if it's because of Corona or because of anything, any change, um, personal branding, really focusing on your own story oh my god there's around yourself allows you to make those transitions I think if you have a more product-based business or just like more corporate brand that might be a bit harder so I feel like for me it's a bit easier to go through those transitions than like other businesses so I think that's a big point for me and but then in terms of how corona has affected my business well luckily my business has always been online and it's also in the like I have like a lot of different income streams in my business. So my personal brand is like only one of them. And well, in the personal brand, I have like a lot of different income streams, but then the other part is my freelancing and like my um, consulting and stuff like that. So I work as like a launch and content manager for a client. I do video editing and stuff like that. So of course I'm a bit lucky because that is still very in demand. I would even say sometimes more in demand now that businesses have to, you know, transition a lot online. So I'm, mm-hmm. I just got a bit lucky with that for sure. And I know that like other businesses have been like just impacted so much worse. Like I feel like in terms of my growth, external <clears throat> influences haven't really changed anything and hasn't been any like less growth. However, what has changed, and that's actually um, a big aha moment for me, is my ability to work. 
So I struggling a lot, even in the summer or throughout the entire year, like I started being really hard on myself because I compared myself to like the amount of work I could do like a year ago, like a year ago when I was still like at uni, I had no problem to like literally get up in the morning at six and start my uni and then go to work and then do my business and then like work like easy eight, nine hours per day. Whereas now I'm like, and, and it was now I'm kind of getting back to being able to work like a little bit more, but like in all honesty, when I was really, really struggling and like lockdown and stuff like that, I couldn't work more than like four hours efficiently and effectively per day, like, you know, productive work. Um, and that's, if you're running your own business and building it, that's not a lot really. Um, so I kind of learned to be okay with that though. And it's a big lesson for me that I do want to build my business to run um, without me as well. As, like I'm, a, I'm like my business. So there, it's not a business that I can just sell one day because <laughs> it's like around me. Um, but I think that's a big part that like, I do want to build a business in a way that I do not have to sit on my desk for eight, nine hours per day, simply because there are always going to be points in life where your work is being impacted, you know, no matter if that is, you know, having a baby like you or, or if you're going through like a personal tragedy or something is happening, you're going through a breakup or whatever it is. Um, big lesson that like, I do want to build my business in a way that I can take time off and I can work less. Um, but I did also realize like big part is like, oftentimes if we have less time, we still get the same amount of stuff done, right? Because like, if we have all day long to do our stuff, then we do take all day long. Um, as if you don't, then you don't, you know, it's always like we get the stuff done and the amount of time we, we give to ourselves. There's like this, this principle, which I can't remember how it's called. Um, I think those are, are the things that like Corona impacted me. Um, and in yeah, but also in terms of like what I want to share with the world, um, I was a lot more keen to, you know, I started my membership, for example, during Corona, right? Because, um, well, I started my membership, when did I start it? In like May or June. And just knew that community right now is something that people need, right? And instead of kind of targeting people or like creating my message in a way of like, go abroad now, like study abroad now, I was more like, have your study abroad plans been canceled? Do you not know what to do with your life now? Are you just waiting to go abroad and you feel so lost and you don't know what to do? Well, here is your community to help you through that. Here's your support system to figure out how to navigate in those times and still prepare yourself to go abroad when you can. So I also kind of shifted my content into what people now need. Like what do girls now that are going abroad and are abroad, what do they need? And um, I shifted like my, my messaging to sell my um, membership, my ebook, my videos and stuff like that. So really just adapting it to how can my experience serve people right now, like in this time, in that crisis and not kind of holding on to, yeah, but you know, I was selling the travel, like I was selling the living abroad and then now boom, there's lockdown and people can't leave their countries and study abroad 
programs are being canceled. Like I, I could have easily said, well, that niche doesn't work anymore, but those people are still struggling, <laughs> you know, like they still need help. They just need maybe different support and they need to hear different things. So I never lost sight of the people that I am helping. It's just the way I was helping them. I adapted to what they need. And, and all of that honestly though, comes from what I needed myself. Like I, cause I, at the time was also abroad and I was like, shit, like that is crap right now. Like I can't just go home, you know? So I created videos of like, or like content. Great. I'm like stuck here now and I'm struggling and it's hard, but this is what is helping me, you know? Mm. So just really sharing my own way and my own, what I'm doing and how I'm dealing with it. And just asking, cool, like, how can I help people by what I'm experiencing myself right now? Yeah, so many gems there. Um, like what you're saying on the importance of, of serving the community where your community, where they're at and what they're actually experiencing, but then um, pulling those, those lessons based on what you need yourself is so important and so true. And, and also the need for community now more than ever. I mean, it's like, we can't just meet the people that we want to meet physically anymore, but that doesn't mean that we don't need people anymore. We need people more than ever and people are feeling more lonely than ever. And um, so creating those platforms and, I mean, there's so many things I, I would love to talk to you more about actually. And maybe that could be other interviews in the future in terms of, creating those those extra income streams to support your business which means to actually ultimately support your life and where you're at and like you said you know having the ability and flexibility in your life to actually take a break when you need to and still have that steady income coming in that's something that i it's one of the tenets of wellness that i really believe in is the fact that wellness and inner wellness does not just mean the mental health aspect, the physical health aspect, but it actually also has a lot to do with the financial um, ability to support yourself too. So that's something I would love to talk to you about, just like how to create those streams of income. And I think that's something that people would love to hear. So definitely, if you're up for it for a future interview, I'd love to talk about that. Oh my God, that's so, such a good topic to talk about. And I love, I love talking about income streams and stuff because it's so fun, but I'm also still figuring it out. So I feel like it's also a good perspective from like someone who's like still super new to all of this and like not already has everything figured out because I get so intimidated sometimes when I listen to like, I don't know, or like watch YouTube videos of like how I make 100K with my 10 income streams at age 22. I'm like, I did to do that. Yes, let's do yes, that. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> now let's wrap up this interview. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you, Lara. And you just so have fun. so much to share, so much wisdom. Thanks. I love podcast interviews. Like I, I was literally, because I did stop my podcast. I keep like uploading randomly, but like I was actually brainstorming that I kind of want to bring it back just to like talk with people. Because I just like, even just for myself, I mean, you can probably relate, like having a podcast interview is just so like nice because you like actually you get to communicate and, you know, you don't sit at home all the time alone. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I love that. And I feel like now in Corona times, it's such a great 
way to meet people, connect with people yeah. and to go deep with people, not just, you know, just chat superficially or like, you know, you can actually go deep with people, really get to know people's struggles, who they serve, what they want to do. It's great. Love it. I definitely think you should do that. Hey, oh, thank you so much for having me. It was very, very fun. I so enjoyed it. All right. <laughs> uh, Intimidated. Exactly. exactly. And it's so much more relatable to somebody who's who's figuring it out, who's, you know, uh, uh, some steps ahead, but it's still like knowing the struggle of just having one income stream or not even that. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. there's definitely so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and I hope you got something out of it that can lift you up and inspire you to continue being the inner winner that you truly are. And if you got something out of it, please share with friends and family that you think might benefit from the message. And if you want to know more information about the guest that was on the show today please look at the show notes below and also if you want to check out more about what i'm doing you can go to inner wellness woman on facebook or instagram right now we have an incredible movement happening for january uh, where we're going to do a full body reset starting 11th of January 2021 and you can do the pre-orders right now you'll get a c9 box so it's a nine day cleanse or you can also get the 15 day cleanse so it's really a way to just kickstart 2021 in the best possible way to set you up with physical health and mental health it's all connected so please check that out there is more information in my instagram And I'll see you in the next episode.